Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about the variety that you get right here on the CEP Network. The CEP Network now has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. We are happy to announce that we finally have merchandise for you to get a hold of. Go to www.buyjack.com CEP and take a look at the tees, hoodies, mugs, and koozies for Raised on the Radio and the rest of the CEP network and get you some swag. In this episode, we talk about March Madness, we talk about certain actors who play superheroes, and we talk about Chevelle's statement that they made about how they made no money off of any of their albums. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Raised on the Radios, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now, let's get into the episode. Well, hello there. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of this show. I am Colt Brocato, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoom land. I'm sure you're... Uh, Probably not in the greatest of spirits today after Ohio takes another loss yesterday. Well, first off, let's get it right. It's Ohio State. I'm sorry. It's Ohio won yesterday. Okay. Which okay. is even more of a fucking kick in the dick. Okay. Okay. Why? Because Ohio University won and Ohio State lost. Ohio University is the 13th seed. They beat Virginia. It's ridiculous. And then to watch other Big Ten teams win like Maryland and Rutgers. It's just an it's yeah. No, I'm not in good spirits. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, you know, the funny thing is this. So I didn't watch the game and I did this on, uh, I had, so I was recording. Okay. I knew that I could schedule recording time or studio time, whatever you want to call it around this game, because I'm like, well, they're playing oral Roberts the first round. They don't need me. But I have it on my phone and I'm peeking at it. I'm peeking at it. And I, I'll be honest with you. As soon as the game started, I had a terrible, terrible feeling, terrible feeling about six minutes into the first half. I had a terrible, terrible feeling. And Ohio State fans know what I'm talking about, especially with this team. Look, I think and I won't get too much into this. I don't want to bore people with college basketball. It is March Madness, but um, I think they overachieved all year long. So the fact that they were even a two seed was astonishing within itself. Um, not that they're not a good team. They're a great team. They have good, talented players, but they overachieved. And that's never a bad thing. Overachieving teams are a good thing and they make for great <laughs> stories. However, I would have much rather them been an overachieving seven seed instead of a two seed because now it's a big story. Right. Um, but I could tell, I could just tell six minutes into the first half. Um, but I, I, again, I watched, I've watched nearly every game of theirs this year. I think I've missed three. So like if you're an Ohio state fan, you know, when they start doing things that they were doing during that, during that game, mm -hmm. that it's not a good sign. Right. Like turning the ball over, relying on the three point shot, um, getting into foul trouble, all the things that go wrong when they lose games, those, those things go wrong and they lose the game. Now they might fight until the end of the game because they are, they were a comeback team as well. They were many times buried in a game 
and they found a way to come back. And that's why I call them an overachieving team. Um, I don't think any team that loses to Purdue twice in a season and gets, gets, you know, gets rewarded a two seed is an underachieving team. I consider that to be an overachieving team because they had to go to overtime to beat them in the big 10 tournament. So anyway, um, no, I'm not happy about it. And it sucks. Cause I, it's not like if I was watching, it would have mattered. Sometimes I feel like I'm bad luck. Most times, most times. Well, all time. Well, I mean, it's, all a, it's a bad combination if, if you feel like you're bad luck and you're also like all in on Ohio teams. Yeah. Yeah. Because they'll <laughs> break your heart. Because they'll break your heart. Yes. Yes. A little yes, bit. Yes. A little bit. But while I'm upset, you know what? And here's what I knew it happened. And I, I'm glad I remembered this. I knew. Something was off when stupid, stuttering, burpy Joe Lenardi on ESPN picked it as an upset game with his dumb, twitchy, stuttery delivery. Why did they put that guy on TV? Anyway, I knew as soon as he did that, I was like, I, I not that he, not that he's like a wizard, right? Yeah, but, but but why? It's just a bad sign. It's just a bad omen when it comes to (laughs) March Madness. If those guys start picking against you before it's even the game's even, uh, it was just, uh, and I mean, plus I just don't like that dude, that belchy motherfucker. Stop eating salsa before you go on TV, <laughs> would you? You have acid reflux. Go take some Pepsi, dude. Anyway, um, I am upset, but I'm not as upset as some Ohio State fans, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, some of us don't know where the line is and when to not cross it. Are you familiar? I sent you that story. Yes, EJ Liddell. Yeah, I read it. Yep. All things considered, he went to Belleville, but he's a St. Louis product. I mean, that's the Metro East. I mean, you know, any, anytime anyone talks about him during a game, they say, you know, uh, Mr. Basketball in Illinois two times in a row, but he's a St. Louis product. I mean, he's our guy. So you root for him. I root for him. And he's a good fucking player. And I hope to God, no one talks him into going into the NBA. He needs to stay another year. Um, Yeah, he was receiving death threats, and I'm not really even sure. He did turn the ball over late in the game, which, believe me, I screamed at my phone. I was driving in the car. I had to pull over. I had to pull over. I was was, – because I didn't want to be looking at my phone and then get into a car accident, so I uh, responsibly pulled over (laughs) and then started screaming at my phone. But I'm not really sure why everyone's mad at – him or these people are mad at him. He had a good game. He had 23 points. Right. And, um, you know, you blame the whole team. They, again, they all did things wrong and they did things wrong collectively that has gotten them into trouble. Did, did he do anything major in the, like towards the end of the game or anything that would. He had a turnover late, which was huge. Um, but no, I mean, well, nothing warrants death threats for fuck's sake. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the university is going to investigate and like look into the social media posts and, I feel bad for the kid. I mean, the kid. When 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 you when you're a college basketball player of his level, I mean, he's a top. <clears throat> he's a top college basketball player. You know, to one of the top players in the country. And when he goes to Twitter and was like, "I don't understand what I ever did to anyone," like genuinely, like I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand the hate. Right. That's a big deal. And that's kind of what he said I, too. I, he's like, "I'm not like like the the death threats themselves don't really bother me. It do, that doesn't get to me." He's like, "It's just a matter of why. Like, I don't understand why. What did I do?" 
to make people like go that haywire about it. That's kind of that's kind of nutty. I don't understand. But then I don't know if you've seen the other quote in that article, but uh, somebody had said, you know, these people don't really look at you like uh, like a human. They look at you as entertainment. Oh, for sure. And I was like, whoa. Well, yeah. That's I mean, pretty, it's actually pretty <clears throat> deep. If he wants to know the answer, why he plays a major sport for one of the biggest universities in the country. I, you know what? I wouldn't put it past those fuckers to be alumnists of the school. Yeah. Swear to God. I don't think, I, I mean, I would, if you, if you gave me two groups, was it some punk college kid or was it some alumnus who has money invested in multiple areas of the university? Right. Probably on that game in Vegas. I would go for the latter. I would. Have you ever seen the Fab Five 30 for 30? Uh-uh. The Michigan Fab, dude. Uh-uh. You need to watch it. It's one of the better ones. It's one of my, if I give you a top five, it's in my top five. But they talk about after their freshman year, when they lose to Duke in the national championship game, a bunch of alumnus started sending letters. And remember, this is back in 1992, whatever. Yeah, 92. I think um, this is before social media, but there they, the university received a bunch of letters from alumnists and talking about, I mean, I mean, being racist in the letters and talking about, we need to throw these guys out of the school. They're thugs, Jeez. you know, uh, dude. Oh, and Michigan. So another big 10 school, go figure. I mean, they, they, they take this shit seriously. It's right. like life or death to them, mainly because financially speaking, they have a lot of money involved. And it's a big business, dude. It's a big, it's a big business. Mm. We've already talked about this numerous times on the show, so we don't have to get into it. But um, so EJ, I would just say that's why. Um, but I got his back. I feel bad for the kid, man. He's also like a very good. He seems. I don't. I don't know this to be true, but I mean, he seems like a genuinely good kid. Like no attitude. Like a lot of guys, even college kids, would be like, "Motherfucker, come, come find me." Right. Like you know what I mean. Like come find me, bitch. Like DJ's like, I don't get it, man. What did I do? <laughs> just, you know, very humble. You know, uh, he, he seems like a good kid. And I mean, even on the court, you can tell he seems he's like a good kid. So uh, I hope that doesn't scare him away. Like, honestly, either to the draft or I don't think he would transfer. I think he's very, very much. I mean, he chose Ohio State over Mizzou, uh, Indiana. I think Texas was another one of the schools they named Michigan. Illinois. So, I mean, like he, you know, he made Ohio state the school. So I don't know. I hope he doesn't leave. I hope that doesn't scare him away. I don't think it will necessarily, but uh, yeah, dude, people, I'm not that mad. That was the point of my, (laughs) my, my, my answer. I'm I'm not that upset. I'm upset. It sucks, man. I, you know, I was watching games yesterday. I was just like, fuck man. Like I got to Fucking Maryland won their game, and Rutgers won their game. Rutgers won their first tournament game in like forty years or something like that. Um, but good for them, you know. Mizzou lost, yay! Uh-huh. So their their streak continues to what was not what, being great. What was the other major upset yesterday too? Like it was like a oh. well, Virginia lost, um, and then Abilene Christian. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, beat Texas. Yeah. And I know a lot of people had Texas in the final four. That was like everyone's sleeper pick. I had Texas. I don't remember where I had them losing. I had them going past the first round, obviously. Um, I don't know. Did I, did I send you the, uh, I seen an article talking about 
people, uh, everybody's brackets yesterday, and it was it was showing like how many were actually left that could still, you know, have a perfect bracket after that Oral Roberts Oral Roberts win, and it yeah. was it was insane the the millions and millions of people who, you know, with losing that game, their bracket was off now. Yeah. Well, a lot of fucking people just look at seedings and they go, well, and it's Ohio State. I know that name. Like they mm-hmm. go, well, I'll just pick them. Right. If you're me, you go, they're an overachieving team. This looks bad. I don't, I did not think they were going to lose that game, but I didn't feel great when stupid stuttering Joe Lenardi picked them to lose. And then the game started. I was like, fuck, I've watched them enough. I know, I know when they're playing that when they're not playing their game. Yeah. So how's your bracket looks now? Uh, it's not great. Yeah. I still have all of my, uh, well, I don't want to No. Uh, well, I had Ohio we, state we, in the final four. <laughs> I had Ohio state in the final four. I still have three final four teams left. So it's, I don't, I never, dude, I haven't done well in so many years when it comes to my brackets. I think maybe, I don't know. Who cares? Wasn't it's, there, it's, wasn't there it, a I, dude like, um, a big, I can't remember who it was. A, bi- a big name guy who was like, will, was offering to give out like a billion dollars over the past few years to somebody who got a perfect bracket. I don't know. Who was that? Know. It was a big name too. I don't remember. Never mind. I thought maybe yeah. you might know. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I. It's funny. Like I, I hate on fantasy sports, but like I do enjoy picking the bracket because I really do love college basketball and always have. Um, it's fun. It's fun to do. You think, you know, but you don't even fucking know. No, you but don't. <laughs> people that pick like it's, you don't fucking know, but it's harder to do now, man. There's, there's less parody. Dude. There's, there's so many surprise, so many surprises now that you didn't, you know, when I was a, ch- a kid coming into a teenager and even a young adult, there were, there were, it wasn't like it is now, dude, there were no, Loyola Chicago's there were no you know these teams that you don't expect to make it to the final four that do um you see a lot more of that and if I'm an Illinois fan today I'm fucking nervous because they're playing Loyola Chicago I'm nervous dude (laughs) I'm nervous um so now that Ohio State's out and Mizzou's out really my only thing to do is root against Illinois and Michigan I have to be that guy. I have to be that hater. <laughs> so, whoever they're playing, I'm rooting for, and that'll make it fun. So, for me. but but is it? Uh, are you actually going to watch the game and root against them, or is this like a? I'm not going to take the time to watch this. 100. I'm going to watch and root against them. Okay, I'm especially just Michigan. <laughs> just especially curious. Especially Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> no. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I just watched that Fab Five 30 for 30 like two days ago, too. Um, yeah, that's a good one, dude. You got to watch that. Okay, I'll check it out. Did you watch the Ric Flair one yet? No, dude. <laughs> I, I don't understand I what know. you do. What, do you like, apparently, are you like apparently, chopping down trees all day? Like, what do you do? Apparently, you don't do much either besides watch TV. No, I don't. You're right. You're right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I do I do things that I enjoy, like Ric Flair is one of the funniest human beings in the history of he- <laughs> The human race, like, dude, you gotta watch that. Anyway, that's uh, the reason that I thought of that is I was this morning. 
was actually surprisingly enough waiting for my son to wake up. Um, and I was just flipping through and have you ever seen the movie? No holds barred. Uh, was that an MMA movie? No, it is a movie from the nineties with Hulk Hogan and tiny Lister playing Zeus. Dude, I watched about six to eight minutes of this. Holy fuck. Is it bad? And like, I know it's bad because it's, it's Hulk Hogan. Like it's suburban commando or whatever. What was that movie? He was like the babysitter. He wore a tutu or something, but like, uh, it was so, it was so bizarre how bad it was. What year was that from? I don't, I'd have to say early nineties, man. I would say if I, if I took a quick guess, I would say 91. Let's look it's it just, up. It's just what, it, it, you know, there was, there's several, uh, 89. Damn. damn. There, there's several people from back then that were just like stars in their own right in what they did. And they just had to make them put them in a movie somehow and they, they oh, just sure. didn't turn out well. Like look at the early days of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like what was the, uh, what was that? He did a movie where they dubbed over his voice too. What was that? I don't remember. It was maybe the first movie that he did, but it was absolutely I, terrible. I, I can't say that I remember that. Are you talking about the Conan movie? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was before that. I think. Oh, gee, I have no idea then. Um, he was great in Predator, man. Which, by the way, there was a, a thing going around. Did you know you could say someone took the ending credits of Predator, which, by the way, some of the cheesiest shit you're ever going to see, <laughs> but they took the ending credits to Predator and they put the theme song to the Golden Girls over it, and it matches perfectly really and then but the tweet was you could take any 80s sitcom music and put it to the end of the ending credits of predator and it will work so in my head i started going through some and I, the, the one i want to do it i'm gonna i'm gonna have to do this when i have time when i'm not watching 30 for 30s all right yeah that you're being upset much about time. march madness but uh-huh. i want to take the theme music from growing pains and put it to the ending credits because the the beginning of the ending credits is is Arnold looking into the camera and smiling, right? Uh-huh. And you just show me that smile again. <laughs> if I can smile, big smile, and then you just go with it, dude. Wait a second, was Growing Pains eighties? That's got to be nineties, right? It, Why are you it making me? Be, it can be that long ago, right? It was eighties for sure. No way. Yes. Like yeah, eight, yeah. maybe eighty nine. September twenty fourth, nineteen eighty five to April twenty fifth, nineteen ninety two. No way, yeah. really? Yeah, man. Damn. That was before take, I was born. <laughs> That's insane. Millennials. I know, right? Um, We're terrible. But that was, it was funny. But that, I, I don't know how I got there. Oh, you said Arnold. Yeah, I, I haven't seen any early Arnold movies that I can recall. Maybe Conan is the first one. Maybe it was, maybe it was Conan that I'm thinking of. I don't know. I, dude, it's been so long since I've seen that movie that I wouldn't even be able to tell you anything about it. But, uh, What's your favorite Arnold movie? If you had to, to do it really quickly. Mm. Kindergarten cop. I'm going to guess kindergarten cop. I don't know. Uh, how about jingle all the way that work? What is it? <laughs> Isn't it jingle all the way. Isn't that his movie? The Oh yeah. It is. Him and Sinbad. Movie? Yeah. Him and, remember when Sinbad was in movies? Holy shit. I know, um, right? He's still, he's still doing be, some stuff though. He's I, well, yeah, he's, I saw that he's going to be performing somewhere. Well, I, no, I think he's to, like touring around. Well, maybe not right now, but he's touring around like doing comedy and stuff. 
I don't know if it's comedy or if yeah. he's just telling stories or what. Actually, he has a special on Amazon Prime. Right? Oh, really? Can't say that I'm going to watch it, but uh, if you're a Sinbad fan. What are you hating on Sinbad for? I'm not. What I love ever, the movie what do do you? Get out of here, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> True Lies would be my favorite Arnold movie. I love that movie. Okay. Anytime that movie's on TV, I stop and watch it. Anytime. Doesn't matter where it is in the movie, beginning, end, middle, doesn't matter. <laughs> Five minutes left, I still watch it. I love that movie. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Kindergarten Cop, what's the other one? There was uh, Twins. Oh, true. The yeah. Other, um, there's another one that I love that everyone forgets about. Oh, Eraser. Oh, man, it's been a long time since I've seen that. Fucking love that movie. I mean, you said, you said, tw- you said Twins, and I'm going to kind of shift gears a little bit because please about Danny DeVito. I Okay. <laughs> I was I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day about that and like if you look back at the catalog of all the movies that Danny DeVito has done, the fact that he chose to do It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia blows my Best mind. Best decision he's ever made. It blows my mind though. <laughs> Best decision he's ever made. It I, I just thought it was weird. Like that's pe- How, that's uh, that's, that's, that's the ping one. <laughs> Let me stop you. Let me stop you. How well do you know Danny DeVito's catalog? I mean, I'm not well off the top of my head, but I know a Name lot of three movies. right now. Other than twins. Oh, man. Really? I'm not good on the spot. So P- the penguin. I know you're penguin, not. That's why I do it Bat- to you. Which Batman was that? That was Batman Returns. Oh, man. You're a Batman guy, too. I love Batman. <laughs> That movie's terrible. I, the only thing worthwhile in that movie is Michelle Pfeiffer in a cat. Michelle Pfeiffer, excuse me, in a Catwoman suit. Um, which, by the way, so you became Catwoman because you fell out of a window from I don't know two thousand stories. Somehow you lived, and then you got licked by a bunch of cats. Now you're Catwoman, and you can do cartwheels and backflips, and you can fight all of a sudden. That's legit. Yeah. That's that's how we become Catwoman. Yeah, I think so. That movie sucks. <laughs> what a shitbag fucking movie. Um, that's Batman Returns. So I, I, don't, I mean, I'm not a huge Batman. I like the first one, the first Michael Keaton Batman. That one was the second one with Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer. And it's terrible. Uh, and then all of the other ones, the Val Kilmer one I did watch, that soundtrack's better than the movie with Seal and you two and uh i did not see the george clooney one terrible terrible wait yeah the val kilmer one was with jim carrey and tommy lee jones that should have been a great movie but it was because it was the joel schumacher batmans and it was just just bad just bad just okay, this popcorn is a, this, is, this is a really weird weird question was, I, yeah please wasn't it <laughs> Wasn't it that Batman that McDonald's made the cups for? Do you remember the Batman cups? Like they were glass, but they were like had the Joker on it, and, st- and they had several different ones. Because I had one up until like not too long ago. My parents probably I mean, still I'm have sure, it. Actually, I, I, I yeah, I don't remember. Okay, never mind. I don't remember. Damn it! I'm sure they did. I mean, I'm, they make. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm gonna say yes. Okay, um, I appreciate it. <laughs> that movie should have been great considering the cast although you do have val kilmer as batman which was odd um was that before or after tombstone let me say it was after was it please tell me you've seen tombstone 
Yes, I have seen Tombstone. Okay. Phew, it's about to get upset. Um, Am I going to make you cry? Maybe I should have said no. So was the George Clooney one the last one and then Christian Bale Batman started? I think so. And then there have been however many since. I haven't, you know, I haven't seen Ben Affleck. I haven't seen any of those movies. I stopped at The Dark Knight. Okay. I watched The Dark Knight Rises with the Bane character and absolutely positively hated it. Hated it. I don't even, yeah. Wanted I wanted to leave. I don't think huh? I, wa- I don't think I watched that one. Don't waste your time. It, it sucks. Hmm. I was so upset. Um, I was in the theater. I wanted to leave. I was, I was so annoyed at how bad it was. Hmm. Everyone loves it. I, I think it's garbage. You can't give me one of the greatest performances in any movie, let alone superhero movies or comic book movies, however you want to describe them. You can't give me that and then give me stupid Tom Hardy. Huh? (laughs) What are we doing? I hated that movie. God. Dark Knight was phenomenal, though. What is it? Dark Knight was phenomenal, though. Outstanding. It's one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I tell this story all the time. So, like, like I said, I liked the first Batman. I'm not I'm not a comic book guy or even a superhero movie person. But I remember I went to go see I Am Legend in theaters. And one of the trailers that they show before the movie was The Dark Knight. And... I remember sitting there and I go, holy shit, they're bringing Batman back. And this is before I would waste hours getting on IMDb and just looking at trailers for movies that might be coming up. Uh, this might even be, bef- be before I even discovered IMDb. So I'm sitting there with my girlfriend at the time and I'm watching it and I am like in. I'm like, holy shit, this looks fucking great. And then one of the scenes with the Joker comes and I'm like, I, like, I stop. I stop breathing. I stop thinking, right? I just stop everything. Like, it's like the world paused. And then when the fucking trailer was done, I look at her and I go, who the fuck was that? <laughs> Playing the Joker. Yeah. Genuinely had zero idea that it was Heath Ledger. Really? And I think, and if anyone said they saw that and go, yeah, it's Heath Ledger, you didn't. You looked it up first. <laughs> you didn't know it was. You didn't. I just looked over. I was like, who the fuck was that? So we went home after the movie and looked it up and I was like, Heath Ledger? I was like, fucking. Was that before or after Brokeback Mountain? I want to say it was after. I want to say it was I'm after. I'm pretty sure it was after. I was like, fucking Brokeback, dude? He, I was like, unbelievable. Yeah, it's one of the. It, dude. Is that the only, the is that the only thing you know Heath Ledger from is Brokeback Mountain? I know he was in 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> what about. Uh, um, oh. First night? Is it? No, first, is it first night? No, a night's tale. Night's tale. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 I'm really upset that I knew that. Wasn't, um, he, wasn't he in an old Mel Gibson? Was he in the Patriot? Is that what I'm thinking? He was in that movie. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's right. He was. He's in something else that I like. I can't remember. It's gonna. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I wasn't a Heath Ledger fan. Until that. And I was like, oh shit, this guy's fucking, this guy's the real deal. <laughs> um, but yeah, I haven't seen anything after the main character. I know Batman's been in, I don't know how many movies since then. Do you even know? 
Do you watch any of these stupid movies? Not really. Yeah, I, I can't get into it, man. It amazes. I've seen me. one Avengers movie. Um, I don't. I have, don't think I've seen one. I'm not. Like, I think I saw the first one. I'm not a superhero guy. Like it doesn't annoy me or anything. I would, but I'm not going to take the time to go to a movie theater and watch a superhero movie. That's just not my. I'd rather do it at the movie theater than at home. Yeah. At least at the movie theater, it's loud. It's like energetic. Sure. It's it's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, at home, I I bores the shit out of me. But like now, they they put out all these different Marvel movies that are like you you had to see this movie to get this in this movie. You had to see this movie, yeah, no. you know the the thirty second clip in this movie to understand what they just said in this movie. And I'm like, dude, I'm not. That ain't me, bro. Yeah, no. It sounds like I have a ton of time on my hands, but I ain't got that kind of time. You just <laughs> give me just give me a story. <laughs> yeah, like, you're, too, you're too busy stop. watching Ohio teams lose to yeah, to watch yeah, Marvel yeah. movies. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I mean, I liked Deadpool. The first one was good. It. I didn't see it. I think you. I think you'd like it. I think it would be right up your alley, actually. You know, I wonder. I wonder what your opinion is. I just. I think I just seen uh, probably on Facebook that. Ryan Reynolds just watched the Green Lantern for the first time. I've never seen that. Is he in that? He's the main character. He is the Green Lantern. Um, mm. But I, I'm just curious. Do you think that's legit? Like for somebody to actually make a movie and then not not watch it for years? A lot of actors say they don't watch their own movies. They say they can't. They say it's just they you know cringe at the idea of watching themselves. I buy that. I mean, I I, uh, I, I I buy it, but also like, how do you know? Besides just what the movie grosses, how how do you know like how the movie turns out? If you don't watch it, you trust the editor. I have no idea. That's, I, I, that's, I, that's insane to me. But if you make a movie like that, do you really need to see it? You know I, what I mean? I mean, like one of those big production superhero. Like, do you really need to see it? I think it's pretty clear what what goes on, right? Like, what happens? Like, do you do you think? Robert Downey Jr. has seen any of the Iron Mans? I seriously doubt it. You don't think I so? I seriously doubt that that dude has sat down and watched one of those movies. <laughs> like, I think he just goes, yeah, I know it's going to be good. It's fine. It's fine. I tell you the also, thing, I, I have seen I'm Iron Man. I'm a billionaire Man. now. I have seen Iron Man. Yeah, I've seen the first one. I've never seen okay. any after that, though. Yeah, it's okay. I, 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 it just was too superhero-y for me. Yeah. If that makes sense. That's why I like Deadpool. It's a little less superhero, a little more... I mean, it's very violent and it's funny. It's Ryan Reynolds. Any sense of humor you've seen of Ryan Reynolds in any movie, here it is. But I have a friend whom you met um, at the diaper party. He uh, he is a Deadpool super fan. Really? He dresses up as Deadpool. Nice. Like legit. <laughs> he has a superhero workout routine. He's a personal trainer. He's a... Uh, okay, yeah. I know you're talking about now. He, it's called <clears throat> Superhero Physiques. Is his, Look him up on... I think we've talked about him once or twice, but look him up on Instagram. But um, It, it, was, it wasn't dead, Superhero Physiques, though, right? That's not what we were... Doesn't he have something... Doesn't he have a different name for his personal training? Am I getting it wrong? I feel terrible now. I thought I think it's like Train Heroic or something like that, isn't it? No, no, no. It's Superhero Physiques. It's definitely not Train Heroic. Who does that, then? I thought, never mind. Sorry, my it's, bad. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, hold on. I got it right here. At Hero Physique. It's Superhero Physiques. Who's, anyway. who's the guy, who's the guy that you talked about that, uh, like back when you were in super quarantine and you were doing some, uh, like 
the briefcase thing. You said you like that's uh, him. That's him. I thought there yeah. was. A, I thought he had a different name for something. Never mind. My bad. Um, I apologize. No, that's him. <laughs> okay. Well, my point was he, he's a Deadpool super fan. Okay. Right. Okay. And I remember when it came when it when it came out, and I go, I saw the, I saw, I was shitting on it when I saw the the trailer or the previews. I was like, gee, I wonder if that's Ryan Reynolds playing him. Like it's everything he's ever done. And he goes, no, 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 trust me. He goes, you have to trust me. He's the perfect person to play him. Because in the comics, that's Deadpool's sense of humor. That says he's like this sarcastic prick. Trust me, it works. That's why. And I'm like, okay, all right, I'll buy it. I'll buy that. That's fine. I'll watch it. And it was great. It was a good movie. Is Ryan, the is second Ryan, one's okay. Is Ryan Reynolds huh? the only one that's done two different superheroes? Good question. No, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. He was uh, Daredevil. Oh, yeah. And that's right. he was Batman. Daredevil. <laughs> what a stinker. Um, <laughs> um, I can't think of him it. and his hair plugs. I can't think of anybody else that has done more uh, than that has done more than one. It's a good question. What yeah, about know. what about trying to make me believe? It, well, I mean, I guess it's because of the character that he, that he played. I guess kind of tied it together. But Paul Rudd being a superhero. Because wasn't he Ant Man? I, I haven't watched yeah, it. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I don't. I can't comment. I have no idea. I love Paul I mean, Rudd, though. I yeah, yeah. I like him. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It seems like that character would make sense for him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it though. I, I have no interest. That one and there's like there's another one that came out. There's so many of them, dude. I can't fucking keep up. Um, Captain Marvel. Yeah, no, I've no, I, no idea. I was like, I remember finding out, oh, Captain Marvel's female. Oh, now I want to see it less. Got to be sexist at You're least so once on the sexist. show. You're so sexist. Um, how you know what you you just said something that annoys me. You're you welcome. said I can't believe they tried to sell me the idea that Paul Rudd could be an action hero. Is that what you said just now? Something I don't, like I don't that, know right? if I said it that that way. I'm just I, okay. The, the the reason why I said anything was because it's like even Ryan Reynolds. If you look at stuff that they've done in the past, what do you could you ever think that okay this guy they could put him in a uh, as a superhero in a movie? I, I don't and not that they couldn't. I just never. I guess I wouldn't tie them to being a superhero. So what? What? Okay. Well, anyways, what what annoys you about my <clears throat> statement? I sent you something about that show that's on CBS or whatever that they're cramming down our throats when we watch college basketball. And Queen Latifah is like a badass oh, uh, agent equal- or equalizer? something, and she's kicking ass and taking names. Equalizer. Isn't that what I'm annoyed and insulted that they're trying to sell me the idea that 50-year-old Queen Latifah is a badass. They need to stop. This, it's, it's getting to be too much. Okay. I would like I would this, like to see the numbers. That show might as well be called Equality, not Equalizer. Whoa. That, I'm done. That was deep, bro. That was deep. I'm done. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with race and talking about man versus woman. Hey, come on, dude. Uh, yeah, it's not even about who, her necessarily. It's just the we know that Queen Latifah A is in her 50s and B um, is she in good shape? 
She's Are we prop- really going to believe she's... that she can kick ass and take names? Okay, when you say is she in good shape, she's probably in the best shape of her life because of this show. Stop, dude. I'm just I'm trying to trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. Stop. <laughs> we gotta we gotta stop. If people watch it, I mean, somebody's watching it. That's why I, I said I, I want to see the numbers. Shout out to the Queen, though. I love early Queen Latifah music. That is. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever. Don't say what really you're about to say. Just, to just Queen go listen to it instead of saying it out loud. Anyway, are you embarrassed? Speaking of music, <laughs> good job. <laughs> Unbelievable. Speaking of music. Hang on. Give me, give me, like, what was a big one from Queen Latifah? Now you're going to make me, you know I'm bad with song titles. We've made this very clear in multiple episodes. Okay, sing me a Queen Latifah song. (laughs) I'm not, you're, don't, no. Okay, okay. I'm not. All right, anyways. Unreal. Now I'm insulted and annoyed by you. Um, Speaking of music, I, well, and again, we'll we'll go back to me being annoyed. But so, do have you heard the new A Day to Remember? You're a fan, right? Uh, I don't I don't know a whole lot by A Day to Remember to be honest. But I have man, you uh, bum me out. Downloaded. I figured that would annoy you too. I have downloaded the new album, and I, I've listened to like the first three tracks on it. That's far the newest one so far. Yes, the newest album. Uh, what did you think of the first three tracks? I'm a fan. Okay. Now, because you haven't really listened to them before, is that fair to say? Yeah. You have no context for that sound in those first three songs, right? Correct. It's just good music, right? Correct. Okay. Well, they're getting a lot of shit online from their fans and just, you know, critics and haters in general about the record, uh, saying that they've sold out, that they're the new Imagine Dragons, or they're trying to sound like Imagine Dragons, and... I'm genuinely annoyed by it, but I called this for a day to remember a long time ago. I said, they're going to eventually go more pop rock because the writing was on the wall and a lot of songs on previous records and things they put out with various artists. And, and I don't, as you know, I don't hate that. I think that's good. Go more poppy. Um, but, uh, so what, yeah, so, getting, so beca- because they went pop, that's why they're saying they sold out. Cause they used to be a lot heavier, right? Yeah. Okay. They they started they they are sort of the pioneers or the main band of the sort of pop punk with breakdowns sound. Okay. Okay. And I'll be honest, um, their album Homesick, for me, I mean, it's one of my favorite records. They have a couple of my favorite. Records. I mean, they're they're one of my favorite bands. I can genuinely say that. Um, so I will come to their defense, and also I am a person who loves when a band changes and goes a different direction and can do it well. For me, it's about songwriting. For me, it's about is the song good. I don't care if it sounds like an Imagine Dragon song. I don't care if it sounds like a Paramore song or a Taylor Swift song. Is it a good song? It doesn't mean it's going to be my favorite ever, right. but I can appreciate the fact that you are able to write a good song. Right. So like, um, but their album Homesick is sort of the it's the the record for that sound. And when it came out, I mean, this is 2008 or nine, I want to say is when it came out. I mean, that was for me and my group of friends, that was a party record. I mean, it really was a huge record. I always go to two artists like from, so if I went, if I go just, we'll just say rock, even though they're not necessarily just a rock band, but if I go rock, I say in that time period, every party we were at, everywhere we were, 
that was the record we put on. It was just for us. It was like a party record. And then when I go hip hop, I say Wiz Khalifa. Um, just he owned that period of time for me back then. Like he was the party party guy for me. But anyway, um, so people want everything that they put out to sound like that record. I got news for everyone who wants that. They haven't sounded like that record since that record. Right. Well, and yeah, they haven't. Th that's yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. And it's not just a day to remember either. I mean, there's it's it, a lot of bands, you know, like, well, we, we've talked about uh, the Bring Me the Horizon. Not, you know, not too long ago with a couple of the albums that they put out. Oh, yeah. You know, they they exploded with like that one record. And then now people just want that again. But they've changed up completely pretty uh, much every record since then. And er yeah. now everybody's lost. <laughs> They're like, I just want that one record back. But you, but this is what annoys me. Like if you, if you, so we actually did this the other day, me and um, two of the guys I was recording with, I asked them both, I go, have you heard the new A Day to Remember? They, one goes, yep, love it. The other one goes, nope, haven't heard it. I go, and then I'm explaining what I'm explaining to you now about how they're catching a bunch of hate online. <clears throat> so we put it on and we listened to it starting at the first song. And the guy who had not heard it immediately goes, well, this sounds like a day to remember. There are some tweaks, but it sounds like a day to remember to me. Um, <clears throat> the problem is this, is the people that don't appreciate this sound haven't grown up like a day to remember has. <laughs> yeah. They haven't. Yeah. But it, haven't. but it, but is, does it also matter that you're, this is coming from a musician standpoint versus the no. regular? It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, logically speaking, yeah, it probably does. But I'm still a fan. Like, I forget about, let's pretend that I don't put out music. I'm still a music fan. I'm still a fan. Right. You know? Um, and I can get wrapped up in being a fan. And I love that. That's what I love about music in, in general, is if you can make me a fan because you write good songs, I'm hooked. And I'll be the first to admit that I'm hooked. And I'm going to play the shit. I'm going to wear it out. If you live in the same house as me, I'm going to wear <laughs> shit out for you. I am. Um, but that's the beauty of it. So th those people, I feel, just haven't grown up with them. You know, a day, and Finn McKenzie did a video on, on it because he is a, a big A Day to Remember fan. And he, too, said he doesn't like the record, but he understands why they're doing it. Uh, I might have to start calling bullshit on some of this, this guy's this guy's theories because look dude but it, 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 it's well, it's you know it's a, it's a mainstream thing though right like i they, don't know that we it's we a mainstream thing to hate on them no it's a they're trying to go more mainstream like be more mainstream with going a popular direction i don't necessarily think that they're trying to the fact of the matter is on the last three records this one included they've worked with major rock producers guys that have put out hits i'm using air quotes there now, whether that's their choice, whether it's the record label's choice, uh, it to me, is irrelevant. It's irrelevant to me. I don't feel that a band should still in 2021 have to apologize for, and again, I'm using air quotes here for the people listening, sell out for selling out. I don't think bands should have to apologize for that. And I think selling out is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous idea anyway. Yeah, I, it's ridiculous. I, I don't understand that at all. Like it, it's it's what you've said in the past when we've talked about selling out. It's like so don't succeed. 
don't make millions of dollars? Like, don't, you know, it's just. Well, look, what's easier to do for them to keep repeating homesick and pleasing their fans or evolving and writing songs that are different than that were on homesick and gaining new fans and gaining new fans. Um, I think it's easier to keep repeating previous success. And I think most people in their position would, would say the same thing. But we, okay. So homesick, when was that put out? 2009. I want to say 2008, 2009. Okay. So that's not as far it. back as I was expecting. Well, that's what makes it worse. <laughs> I know that that's kind of my point. But th- think of how, but that's the thing. And just that 2009. So in that short amount of time, they've evolved like that. They're in a position too where they, they, they're, they're in a unique position that, albeit a lot of bands go through, but bands of their genre don't necessarily go through. And by genre, I mean pop punk with breakdowns. They were on a record label and had to get off the record label. They went through a big lawsuit battle, battle over the, the rights to their music and all this shit. And I think when you go through something like that, that also changes how you view the industry and the things that you want to do in the industry. Right. Mm -hmm. And it helps you grow, which is what clearly what they've done. But, uh, Finn McKenzie did a video on this, like I said, cause he's a fan and he doesn't like it, but understands why, but he made a very good point. He's like, these are guys in their mid thirties now with kids. They're not 24, they're not 22 to 24. Right. Mm -hmm. Not everything's going to be about breakup and, and, and breakups and you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. just not, you know, it's different now. He's right about that. But I still think you can be a party band in your mid thirties, in your late thirties, or even your, you can be a party band for as long as you want. It's about the songs to me. Yeah. What do the songs sound like? Right. You can talk about partying all you want. I don't give a fuck. So what if you, you so like with a day to remember, what if you flipped around when they put out certain albums? So like this album that they just put out, what if they put that back, that out in 2009? Would you feel the same about a day to remember as you do now? Yes, but it would have had less impact on me. Okay, perhaps because of the sound. Perhaps because of the sound. No, no. Well, yes, yes. Because when Homesick came out, that was just a period in my life where I wanted, I was craving something like that. Gotcha. Poppy hooks with breakdowns. It just. For me, it struck it struck something. It struck a struck something in me. So, but this new shit, yeah. I mean, it, I might have heard it and been like, "Oh my god!" But to me, it still sounds like a day to remember. They still have the heavier songs with the pop hooks. They they, they just but but the thing is, is like the people that are like saying it sounds like Imagine Dragons, and Finn McKenzie made this point, so I don't want to claim it to be my own, but he's right. If Imagine Dragons today released a record. And any of the songs on that A Day to Remember record or on the Imagine Dragons record, people will go, holy fuck, Imagine Dragons rules now. <laughs> they would. They would. They would go, oh my God, Imagine, Dra- Imagine Dragons is turning the corner. So They're that, one of us. That's odd. So you, so- but it's true. But that you, could talk, you could say that about a lot of different bands and a lot of different time periods that have put out records that their fans don't like. Yeah, but it's like okay, you can so you make a ima- you make a day to remember Imagine Dragons and it's a insult, but you make Imagine Dragons a day to remember and now they rule. Yeah, what the hell? 
<laughs> how does that make any sense? It makes so much sense though. And if you, but, but here's the thing, this is how I know that the majority of the stuff that I'm seeing online, and this is where it really lives. The album is not selling as well as I think people thought it would. What album does these days. And like people are comparing it to other bands in the scene, which I'm kind of done with that whole term, by okay, the way. Who would that be? Bands in the scene. Uh-huh. One of the comparisons, one of the comparisons I saw was Dance Gavin Dance, which okay. they sound nothing like a day to remember, and a day to remember sounds nothing like them. But they're actually the first week that they released their record back in I don't know, October or whatever it was, in the heart of the pandemic. Um they sold more in the first week than a day to remember has. Uh, whatever, whatever. It, it, who cares? You know, I. But I guess my point is, like, pe- the people online that are doing this, I can just tell that. I I can just tell that they've never made music, and I know that sounds pompous of me to say, but here's why I say it: because they're 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 comparing bits and pieces of a single song to an entire band like imagine dragons catalog gotcha no just because they have one transition transitional part of a song that has uh background vocals that might be heard in an imagine dragon song doesn't mean that a day to remember is now trying to sound like imagine dragons right to me that tells me that you've never been in a recording studio and you've never worked with a producer and you've never tried to write a song those things just organically happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes everyone in the room goes, yeah, that rules. <laughs> and then sometimes everyone goes, don't do that again. Let's not do that again. <laughs> but that's what they're doing. And it's, it, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. To me, it's just not, it's not a way of really, really evaluating a band's record. And I don't think you should evaluate it anyway. Right. Uh, but that, that article I sent you, some college kid wrote for his college newspaper or whatever. Okay, fine. Cool. I, I hope you get some clicks, dude. I, 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 I don't know. It, it's just, it's silly to me. But they're not, I hope they are selling out. Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. Why, why would, why would anyone expect them? If, if, the, if it is just about, we've grown up, we're in our mid thirties now. We're married. We have kids. Got to bring home the bacon. Why would anyone expect them not to try to cash in a little bit? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's just like a, a nostalgia thing kind of on top of, I just, that's what I loved. I want, I want you to keep doing that. You know, it, well, not, look, if they keep making homesick, I'm not a fan. Right. Exactly. I eventually go, well, I'll keep listening to homesick. Because there is that nostalgia, mm-hmm. but the rest of these records I don't like because I've moved on from this sound. Exactly, it's something I want to revisit, not something I want to repeat. Right. Um. Well, you you mentioned you mentioned that the day to remember uh, new album isn't really selling as well as they hoped it would. So, uh, I, but I don't know what they're hoping. I, I don't. Right. I don't know what expectations were because it's on a, it's on Fueled by Ramen, which is their first one. On I think their first one on that record label. Okay. Um, cause I remember when I saw it, when I bought it, I go, Jesus, I didn't know they were on fueled by Robin. Maybe I'm a bad fan or maybe I'm just oblivious, but, um, so I don't know what the expectations are. I, well, who, what expectations could you really have these days? Right. As far as record sales go, 
Right. If they ever get to tour again, they're going to do just fine. <laughs> they're going to go play a billion festivals in Europe and Asia and wherever they play. They're going to make their money. They're going to do a tour. They'll be fine. They'll right. be fine. Right. People will still show up. What were you going to say, though? I cut you off. I apologize. Well, just in that same vein, I was curious on another article that you had sent me, and I think I sent you it before, but the um, the whole Chevelle saying that they've made no money off of any of their albums that they've made. Would you believe that? Um, or, I mean, you, you still think that, how could they put out that many albums with that many hits? and Or at least by, by hits, I mean a lot of radio play, I guess. Um, and not make any money off of it, where's the money coming from? Because you're still touring. You're, is it just merch and stuff like that? Like, how, how, does, how does it work? Well, they made it very clear that they haven't made any money off their music. And by that, they mean, like, sales of stuff and streams. And Which, by the way, it said in that article, it said, like, 60 million streams for Send the Pain Below, right? Really? I don't, I don't remember. Jesus Christ. That's insane. That was a big let's song. Let's see how man. much money that is. That was a big huh? song. Big song. Well, let's see how much money that is. 60 million times 0. 0.0038, is it? We'll just go with that. That's $228,000. Think about that. Just think about that for a minute. And let's forget about repeat streams. That is potentially 60 million people have listened to your song. 60 million mm-hmm. versus... 228,000. Come on, man. Who could, who, like, maybe people just don't say these things out loud. Maybe I'm the only asshole that does this, but just say it out loud. How does that not (laughs) make your skin hurt? Right. That's ridiculous. Right. And then imagine if that were 60 million sales of a song and you only make 228,000. You know, uh, but whatever. Um, Do I believe it? Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, 100%. Because they said they don't own the rights to any of their music. So hmm. depends on what kind of deal they signed. They just finished up their record deal with uh, Epic. Um, oh, this was the last album with that record label? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I imagine they signed a six-album deal. They put out six records. It was probably a six-album deal. Was it really six records? How long have they been with them? Most likely, because I mean, during that time when they signed, that's what bands were doing: six albums. Most record labels, you you were fucking locked in for six Ch- albums. Ch- Chevelle's one of those, like pretty much every two years or so, they put out an album, right? Or do you think it's? Um, I I, I don't know. Let's look at their discography. But I mean, so what do they do now? In the in the article, they, the dude was saying like, "Well, what do we do? What do we do now?" You know. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six. A lot more than six. I don't know. Because uh, their their first big one was Wonder What's Next. That was 2002. Yeah. So they had like the red. And there was one in 2004, 2007, 2009, 2011, 2014, 2016, 2021. So you're pretty much right on when you say like every two, couple of years. Yeah, two to three years or so. Yeah, okay. Um, But yeah, I believe it. The... the Again, just let it be another, another, uh, another example of. Okay, but my question own, is, own your music. My question is still the: Where's the money coming from then? Like, how if, if they're not making money from the music that they're making, where's the rest? I mean, they still have, like, they still have lives. Like, how are they paying for their lives? 
if they're not making money off the music that they're putting out? Touring. Touring. I mean, every band will tell you that. I mean, the touring is where they're making their money. It's not sales. Okay. So as in, touring you're, as in touring, you're talking about them getting paid for, for playing festivals yeah. and playing, you know, okay. Yeah. Okay. Plus they mer- get a, merch sales they and get all that a, kind of stuff. You know, they negotiate up front a guarantee amount of money to make from said tour. Gotcha. What's, I'm just curious because there, there was a, once upon a time, this was a fun thing to look up. I think someone actually released an article of like how much popular major selling bands make a night per show. Nickelback makes at the time when this article came out, this has been a couple of years now, but they were making like 900,000 a night. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. How do people hate Nickelback if they're making that much money a night? Now, I, I mean, I would like to, I would like to see what the breakdown is of that. I mean, regardless 900,000 a night is an extreme amount of money, but I would like to see what the breakdown is after everybody else is paid to like what they walk away with. So here, as of 2020, Chevelle's net worth. Oh, that's terrible. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. But I mean, they're making their money from from touring. Um, but again, it's another tale of own the rights to your music and you'll make more money. You know, the record label doesn't get that percentage that they're getting now. And who knows? I mean, they got to pay off producers, all this. Stuff. I mean, the money goes to, but what would, to different what things, would be, but they're still, they should be making something. What would be the reason that a band as big as Chevelle would sign a deal where they they don't own the rights to their music? At the time, keep in mind when they signed, no band knew that they should do that. Very few. Really? No. You get a record deal, you're like, holy shit, we got a record deal. Yeah. Time. Um so when, once you sign on the dotted lines, you just sold you just sold over everything. But so so are you saying that basically only bands newer than that are I don't want to say smart enough, but n- newer than that time are the ones that will sign to where they actually own the rights of their own music? I mean, I'm not saying that every band didn't know. I mean, there were bands that knew and there were bands that chose to be independent. There were bands that chose to negotiate in different ways and wouldn't sign specific contracts. But um, because there were stories of different artists getting royally, royally fucked by the record labels prior to Chevelle signing a record. It's not like this is a new thing. Uh, You know, I I don't know. I mean, it's their their situation is unique and it's different than a lot of others. The overall grossness of it is the same yeah and the idea is the same that hey we're a band we've sold a ton of records we're significantly popular but we haven't made any money you know uh, that that's not a new thing um i feel bad i mean a lot of people would be you know sort of like it's on them they signed their record deal they knew they were getting themselves into well maybe maybe the music industry is a corrupt business. So a lot of people don't know what they're getting themselves into. Um, who knows? And, and I mean, I, I, have I, a, I have to imagine that like to, to not only sign with a label, but also be like, they'll like six records. Like that's gotta be like a pretty in like a really big boost, right? Like six records is a, is a big amount of for a record label, right? Like, I mean, 
do you know these days, if you get signed to a record label, do they normally sign you for that amount of time? Or that amount of records? Or is it normally smaller than that? Like maybe a couple? It's typically around six. Is it really? Man. It depends. It depends on the label and depends on the... Chevelle's second album, Wonder What's Next, 2002, was certified platinum. After a debut at number 14 on the United States album chart, Billboard 200. This type of thinking could do us in 2004. The band's third album debuted at number eight and has been certified gold. Chevelle has since released six more albums. Venus Era, Sci-Fi Crimes, Hats Off to the Bull, La Gargola, The North Corridor, and their latest, Narashas. Um, I was trying to see if they were all on Epic. Um, uh, uh, oh man they have a they have a long wikipedia that i'm not going to browse through so anyway i don't know hey, look i that that's someone who's that, been in the that, room with as someone who's been in the room with record labels and seeing what offers can look like and having friends who have signed record contracts six records is pretty close to being what I've always seen. Okay, the the reason why this blows my mind is that you're looking at even if it was back then when you you didn't really know, I guess, still to me it's like okay, if you think you're going to average every 2 to 3 years you're going to put out an album, six records, you're looking at at least 12, 13, 14 years that you're signed with them and they own all the rights to your music. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, when you're when you're a dreamer and the dream comes true, you don't really think about it that way. Yeah, man. I say this time and time again. If I was Chevelle, I would have done the same thing at that time. Yeah. Going back to 2002, 100%. I wouldn't even have read the contract. <laughs> I wonder what they. I wonder what they do now. What do you mean? Well, didn't the band? You, yeah. You, well, you. I mean, as far as like, do they sign with another label? Do they? I guess they know how to negotiate things differently and better now, I'm sure. But I just wonder, do they sign with another record label or what what do I mean I what do they do? They can they'll probably do like a, you know it won't necessarily be a record label, be some sort of entertainment company. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. They should do things on their own as much as they can. Right. Um you know, use all the resources you currently have at your disposal, do as much of it on your own as you can. And then where you need the help, whether it be with, 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 uh, booking distribution, a lot of, well, a lot of, a lot of bands will sign with specific companies now just for the distribution. We just wanted to get out to as many people, everything else they'll do on their own. They'll book their own tours through their own booking agent or they're high. They'll hire their own booking agent. They won't let the label do it again. It's a corrupt fucking business, man. I've only, I've only reached at the surface to scratch it. I haven't even scratched it. Right. You know, so um, I, I couldn't even imagine, dude. But I, you know, from hearing stories of people who have and having my own experiences, dude, it's, it's, it's gross. So back to your original question. No, this does not surprise me at all. It's a bummer. Um, and again, a lot of people don't know, don't, didn't know then what they know now. Right. As far as how to negotiate, what to look for, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess it, I guess the reason it blows my mind is it, it's just not that long ago, twenty years. 
dude. I mean, I know how sure, much. Yeah, I'm sure things have changed a shitload in 20 years, but I'm just saying it just doesn't seem like it's that long ago. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess. The thing that still bugs me the most about it, though, is when I saw those streaming numbers and, dude. I mean, just, yeah. It, it bugs me. It, it, it just, it's preposterous. And the fact that people are like, well, this is the way things are, you know, I, it's, it, the, that's annoying too. Like, do you, do you wish, you know, we talk about streaming so many, so much and everything and how much you, you don't necessarily hate streaming, but you hate the, the, people aren't getting paid for the streams like they would if somebody bought the album, that kind of thing. But do you wish that streaming wasn't a thing? 100%. Would bands or artists or musicians be as big as some of them are if streaming wasn't a thing? If it was still, you have to buy the album. Do they, do they still get to use social media to promote their, their product and their music? You think that's just as important? Well, I think if you still have those capabilities, streaming is irrelevant. Promote the fuck out of your band. You can reach millions of people. Oh, sorry. You have to buy it. What a crock of shit. I have to buy your music? Damn. Right. Fuck off. Buy it. <laughs> I, uh, this, is a, this is a crazy conversation. It really is. And the fact that I feel like I'm alone in it is bizarre. It's bizarre to me. You get... That's the thing that bugs me the most is like... You use social media, you reach millions of people, and those millions of people just go over to Spotify or go over to whatever, Apple Music, or they go over to wherever, and they just hit play. What? What? In that case, have your own website, don't put it on Spotify, and charge to click on the song on your own website. You know? Yeah. That's uh, bizarre. It's bizarre. I don't understand why it's not a big deal to more people. I think it is, but I, 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 I'm being called old and out of touch and like, no, I'm not going to call it stealing. Okay. Because the music doesn't end up on Spotify without you saying it goes on Spotify. Right. So it's not stealing, but you're forcing, you're being forced into the situation where the music is readily available to people who aren't willing to pay for it. Right. Now, again, when it comes to discovery and you want as many people, you can hear your music. Okay. But we've elevated the platform so much that, yeah, they've discovered you. And now because they've discovered you so easily, they're never going to pay. They don't have to. Right. There has to be some sort of middle ground where the discovery process. Well, the, the middle ground just equates has, to dollars. Yeah. The middle ground just needs to be that the artist makes more money off of streams. Like that's that, never gonna like, happen. I know, but that but that's got to be that's the middle ground, though, right? Like the dollar amount has to increase for what musicians make off of streams. Well, that I mean, that really logistically could be the only thing that happens at this point, but I don't think it will. Right. I don't think it will. Right. So again, you gotta you gotta utilize the tools that you have now, such as streaming, social media, get the word out, tour your ass off, make money touring. And then, you know, maybe one day you could become a Chevelle or a day to remember where when you release something, 
you already have that built-in fan base that they're going to feed your family. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. The problem is too, is like when you're young and you, you, you get the taste of whatever it is you're, you're, you're trying to do. You don't think in these terms. You just don't. Some people do. Some people are smart or you have people that are looking out for you, but well, how old where are, are those people? How old are, Who are the, they? How old are the Chevelle guys? They're the, I would easily say in their forties. Right. But yeah, okay, I guess. But when they signed the record deal, it was like tw- yeah, twenty years ago, right? You know. Yeah. Dude, I get it. I was a moron when I was twenty-two, an absolute idiot <laughs> in all aspects of life. I was a moron. You know. Yeah. Um. Oh, by the way, a moron that was playing music and wanted to sign with a record label. So imagine. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do anything like that until I was 30, whatever, still a moron at that age too. Cause it clearly didn't work out. <laughs> Where's the money? Where's the money Colt? Where did it go? Where's the money going? That's can you tell me? No, cause I don't know. I, don't. I have no idea where it's going. <laughs> you were involved in it. I wasn't. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was just there. Where the fuck? Anyway. Um, and it's not all about money, but you know, and I'm not even going to give you the whole like, oh, we worked hard on this. It's not. It, 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 the point is, it's a product. Once, once it gets put down on on the on the record on the in this at this point, once it gets put into the computer and then released to the world, it is now a product. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. If I were knitting sweaters all day long, I wouldn't just give them out to people. It's work. It's a product. I want people to pay. You don't want people. Str- you don't want people streaming your sweaters. What are you talking about, man? Well, I know that's a terrible example, but you get the point. The <laughs> I point know what is, you mean. <laughs> the point is, you you worked at something, you created it. Now you, if you choose to make it a product, well, um, typically, a product is sold, not given away. Right. Give away your product, you're going to go out of business. I don't know. But yeah. but what if like some of the people bought the sweaters <laughs> and the rest of them just streamed them? <laughs> I hate your guts. <laughs> You're thinking the way see I'm thinking this is I'm my not problem. you know I don't think that way on purpose. I'm well, well hang on. You know I don't think that way actually. I'm just throwing a wrench into things cuz it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't but no, you're right. I mean, that's that's well, we'll, we'll sell some, not all. You'll get a you get a small percentage. How's that sound? No, no, no. Yeah. I want my percentage. Right. I want my percentage. Yeah. Cut out the middleman. Yeah. Create your own shit. Sell your own shit, if you can. I don't know. But see, the, I he think I, I think I think there's other sweater knitters out there who would buy your sweater because just forget they, I use that example <laughs> because they. Uh, what's the word? I don't know. They appreciate it more, I guess. Kind of like you do. You buy your music that you listen to because you're a musician and you appreciate the music more than a lot of people. It's not because I'm a musician, dude. You well, got to stop making that connection. Well, I, I understand make, I make how that, easy it is to do that. But. but if you weren't a musician 
up into this up until this point, you would probably look at it differently too. You wouldn't be so invested in it. I'm not I'm not gonna argue that, but as I stated, I'm a giant fan. Yes. Giant fan. And I would still be the same way if I had never started playing music. I think. I think. I don't, I don't know that to be 100, but I, uh, I don't know. He said that they sold 6 million records and the label made 50 million, something like that. I think that was the number he threw out there. Wonder how he where where I wonder where he got that number. But the, here's the question. Okay. How much money does Spotify make off of 60 million streams off of just one of their songs? Right. Think of how many total streams they have. Right. Now, there are a lot of people who go, well, dude, you made two hundred and twenty eight thousand dollars. What are you complaining about? Okay, well, let's split up three ways. Also, that's over a period of time. That's not in a year. That's not in two years. Right. That's not, you know, that's overall. Um, I don't know. Like if you, okay, if if you're on the outside looking in and you think a band like Chevelle, w- wouldn't you think that just the number $228,000 is really low for what one of those guys should make in a year? If you think of a big musician, if you're on the outside looking in, you're not a musician. You don't know what the numbers look like. You're just, I. that's a rock star right there. You would think one of those guys would make a lot more than $228,000 in a year. Just based off the music alone. Um, well, to be honest with you, they probably do. Okay. But that's off of the touring and stuff too, right? Right. Okay. I, I can tell you right now, if someone came to me today and said, hey, we'll offer you a salary of $200,000 a year to play music, I'm done. I'm quitting my job tomorrow. <laughs> it, it's it's done. Yeah. It's over. Right. It's over. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't work that way. Right. You can't think in terms of annual income. It just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You can eventually, but starting out, it's just not. You just have to be Nickelback level <laughs> before you can start doing that. Yeah, I, I yeah. Still nine hundred thousand a night. That is so insane. I wish I could remember when that was. I mean, that this was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, like nine hundred grand a night. I can't remember who the, the most was. I want to say it was like, I don't know. Like U two was on there. U two makes more than that. There, there was a, b- a bunch of bands. Um, I wonder, like, Foo Fighters were on there. I wonder, like, uh. Like Kiss and bands like from that era. I wonder if they would. Ugh, who cares what Kiss makes? <laughs> Fuck Kiss. It's I'm a Kiss play. Army though, man. Twats. Legit fans yeah. right there. Yeah. I'll I'll fire burning arrows at that entire army. I hate all of them. <laughs> Stop supporting that bullshit. Anyway, don't get me started on Kiss. Gene Simmons. I had no idea oh. that you hated Kiss so much. Oh, would you like a, a kiss coffin for your for your house? No, I don't want a kiss coffin. Write a good song. It's been thirty years, <laughs> you twat. How, would you like uh, <laughs> some kiss scissors for your office? No, I don't want kiss scissors. God, I had one good song in fifty years. <laughs> Why are people buying this crap? 
Well, now you have also, to tell, you're 75. Now you have Stop to tell people like who that. the song, what the song was. Huh? What's the song that you consider good by Kiss? One of them off that disco record. I'm not even talking about what's that disco dynasty. I don't that know. record's the shit. Yeah, Kiss went disco. They sold out. Can't believe they did that. Their shit. Can't believe they did that. Their career went in the shitter after they sold out. Clearly, (laughs) clearly. Oh, would you like a? I have a kiss attorney here (laughs) to negotiate your new record deal. (laughs) Oh God, that's a perfect place, Dan. Before I really go on a a complete and total tangent, I can't stand Kiss and Gene Simmons, especially. What was that movie? Oh, dude. Have you seen the... There's a movie with James Franco. Okay. And the dude from Breaking Bad. And it's like... Which dude? The main guy. Uh, um, What's his name? The main guy. Yeah. Okay. The old guy. Brian something. Yeah. Brian? 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 Anyway. Anyways, go ahead. It's like a movie where the daughter, they have a daughter and she's dating James Franco. And so they go meet oh, him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. in that movie. I don't remember that. Is she really dating him or something? I don't, yeah, I know. It's I know, not a bad movie. I know what movie you're talking about. It was like a few years ago that it came out. Yeah. But, but Kiss is in that movie. Okay. And I immediately started hating the movie. I was, I really liked the movie. Because in the movie, they talk about like they're big Kiss fans. And I was like, as soon as I said that, I go, if Kiss ends up in this fucking movie, I'm going to have a severe, I'm going to blow a microchip. And then they arrive. I turn, turn it off. Turn it off. As soon as Kiss, I don't know how the movie ended. Wow. Oh, being, uh, can I, would you like a Kiss James Franco? I, I made a Kiss James Franco replica. Anyway. Let's go. It, wasn't wasn't James Franco like a billionaire in that movie? Like he had a mansion and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's like a big a tech guy. Yeah. And he's like older maybe yeah, older than the girl. The girl's like in college and you know. Yeah, but he's like he has a lot of money. It was a decent movie up till the, the kiss appearance, and Jeez. then I like I said, I don't even know how the movie ended. Jeez. So. Brian Cranston, who was his name, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so do you have anything else or do you really want to cut it off here? Let's go. Let's go. All right, we're out.